Hello, everyone. So, even though he lost the nomination in 2016, Bernie Sanders continues to simply tell it like it is, saying fairly recently, which side are you on? It is a simple yet profound political question. Is the Democratic Party prepared to stand on the side of struggling working families? End quote. So indeed, what's it going to be? Granted, there are some who will say this is not good politics for Bernie to call for his supporters to turn on the party, but it may just be necessary in order to, in order to get the party back on track. That's assuming it even can be put back on track after Nancy Pelosi keeps saying things like, we need a strong Republican party, and doing things like backing the anti-choice, fossil fuel-backed Henry Cuellar against progressive Jessica Cisneros in Texas, an election that she barely lost, which means Pelosi's endorsement sucks all the more. Plus, on top of that, Henry Cuellar had been raided by the FBI in an apparent criminal investigation. So, that quite literally means that Nancy Pelosi was backing somebody who was, you know, suspected of some sort of criminal engagement. Um, not really a very good look. Anyway, Bernie Sanders also recently noted the obvious, too. Uh, two corporate Democrats, Senators Manchin and Senator Cinema um, sabotage Build Back Better, you know, a key part of the uh, Biden, Biden administration agenda. And he continues, and it has been downhill ever since for the Democratic Party. And uh, where's the lie? You know, what is Bernie Sanders saying there that is incorrect? So I would say Bernie Sanders is obviously correct about that. And Joe Biden has done next to nothing to rule those two in. Now, in my opinion, he could play hardball by exposing their corporate ties. Or if that's too harsh, Biden obviously has failed to take the other approach. That would entail sweet-talking them into falling in line regarding that pesky filibuster. So he's just failed to make them cave in on the filibuster, basically. But here's the recent Bernie quote that really stings for the Democrats. He said, you really can't win an election with a bumper sticker that says, well, we can't do much, but the other side is worse. And uh, again, where is he wrong? <laughs> where Where is he wrong on that one? So I would say Bernie's nonpartisan idealism appeals to voters, but mostly on the progressive non-corporate Democrat side. And quite ironically, the Dems also criticize Bernie for whatever crossover appeal he has with some Republicans, but somehow that never seems to bother them when it comes to establishment Democrats who appeal to Republicans like good old Joe Manchin, and by this point, probably Kirsten Sinema, to the extent she appeals to anyone beyond the corporations she's obviously serving. Now, obviously, Bernie Sanders does have some crossover appeal, even with other prominent Democrats, to at least a limited extent. 
at least in terms of talking points and electoral strategy. For example, Elizabeth Warren has borrowed from Bernie's playbook here and there in a few noticeable ways. And she even charged that former New York City mayor, Mike Stop and Frisk Bloomberg, is an arrogant billionaire. Ooh, that sounds like something Bernie Sanders might say. And she emphasized how Bloomberg brazenly swooped in during the 2020 presidential race, making it look more like a joke, trying to look all cool but coming across more like an awkward old rich coot who's only running to feed his ego and probably get more money because, let's be real, that's all these rich assholes know how to do, at least nine times out of ten. And sure, it's a valuable skill to have if you're selfish, but if you're, you know, running ostensibly as a public servant, um, you should have more skills than than, uh, just helping out the rich and maybe tangentially doing a thing or two that could help out the average man and the average woman, of course, you know. Uh, But who could blame even establishment Dems for at least occasionally trying to look like progressives or populists or or what have you? It's, It's good for fundraising. With presidential races, people like Joe Biden get to play the game of good prez, bad prez, because obviously some will think they're not as unhinged as the Republican candidates who are increasingly a bunch of, you know, like white nationalist theocrat types. But when they when the uh, Democrats get elected, it, with every election cycle, it seems like less and less gets done, and the country shifts harder and harder to the right, until, hey, at this point, we're literally on the brink of democracy collapsing as we teeter on the edge of kleptocratic, plutocratic, theocratic rule. And uh, it's pretty much never been more obvious than in the year 2022 that this is where we're headed, at least not during my lifetime. Obviously, maybe in the 1920s or something, it might have looked like this. Um, But, you know, I can't really say for sure because I wasn't alive back in the 1920s. But it's really about time they genuinely work to pass a more progressive agenda rather than steal the thunder out of those talking points that Bernie Sanders might use. You know, stop alienating any progressive voters and maybe tap into some actual grassroots and uh, do some bottom-up organizing for change and actually do some things that are somewhat progressive. And that's the exact place that the Democratic Party needs to be in order to take back the government from the right wing so they can work together to end Citizens United and make Congress truly representative to the extent it's even possible. We need to end the idea that corporations are people and that they have the right to unlimited independent political spending, as they call it. Well, if we were a little bit more honest, we might actually call it bribes. Uh, The Dems also need to work way harder at messaging, especially when plenty of voters are too stupid to truly know what they're voting for. And uh, when they vote for these ultra-right-wing theocrats, um, they've 
quite openly align themselves with neo-fascist and white nationalist figures and talking points. And some of these voters, I mean, honestly, they don't even realize it somehow. I don't know how, but they don't. While there are, while there are a lot of super-duper transparent racist things these maniacs have said in recent years and recent months and days, the American people need to see all of those moments. So I think if the Dems want to prove they have more than shit for brains, they should make ad after ad showing all of the blatantly racist Looney Tunes things that Republicans have said over the years, including just recent years, while distancing themselves from dinosaurs like, dare I say it, Joe Biden, who himself has a questionable history when it comes to race relations. Remember that he eulogized segregationist Strom Thurmond, and no, I'm not making that up just to, you know, criticize old Joe. Uh, Joe Biden also fed mass incarceration through the drug war, which he quite eagerly supported. Um, he hasn't done anything really that much against private prisons, although I, I do vaguely remember something that he might have done, but has he actually promoted that? you know, in his uh, presidency? To, how often does he mention it? I don't think very often if he has done anything. And Joe Biden drafted the crime bill and he militarized the police departments. Um, or, or again, if he, if he hasn't done that or he actually reversed that trend in recent years in any way, shape, or form, he sure hasn't made it clear. And shortly after George Floyd happened, uh, he said cops should aim for the knees instead of the heart, if I remember correctly. So uh, obviously, what an inspiring piece of anti-police violence advice that was. Way to go, Joe. Aim for the knees. Shoot him in the knees instead of the heart. I I don't know if that's an exact quote, but um, I, I do remember him saying something very much to, to that effect. So in contrast to whatever that is, I think, you know, the Democrats, including Joe Biden, should mention how prominent Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, and Wendy Rogers attended and spoke at a white nationalist conference held by weirdo Nick Fuentes, who, in addition to being a Hispanic white nationalist and therefore a uh, walking contradiction. He's even weird on top of that. Like, the, the guy's just weird. You know, I, I, I swear to you that even... Obviously, I'm, I'm not a big fan of white nationalists, right? But even on top of that, he's, he's just an odd freaking guy. You know? But anyway, uh, on top of that, you have Trump's chosen candidate in Georgia... David Perdue, who said Stacey Abrams is, quote, demeaning her own race, and told her to go back to where she came from. And that's something Trump has repeatedly told members of the squad to do. In addition to Trump suggesting that Obama was not born in the United States. So notice how, like, all these Republicans, they never make those types of critiques against any white politicians or white Democrats. Gee, I wonder why that might be. Why, why would they single out non-whites for, for that kind of 
go back to where you came from or you're demeaning to your own people. Why would they, why would they say that? <laughs> Some people though, they apparently don't get it somehow. I don't know. I mean, they're basically uh, right out in the open with it. But uh, some people, they just don't see a problem. So Dems are afraid to do that kind of messaging, apparently. I guess they don't want to alienate these conservative voters. But I have to wonder, are, the, are these voters even conservative? Like, do they actually believe in, you know, like traditional constitutional values? Because it seems to me like, a lot of them are pro-breaking the law. Um, you know, you know, it seems to me like they don't really care about law and order. That it's more like just an empty slogan that they can wrap themselves around. Just like they can, you know, wrap whatever kind of nonsense they support um, in an American flag. You know, if, if you just say something's patriotic, it is, damn it. It represents freedom. And they'll tune out allegations of racism. And I get it that some right-wingers, won't, they won't listen to that kind of talk. You know, they, they, won't, they won't even look at these examples. But some of them will. And for that reason, even though it might seem like a bad strategy, it's, it's still telling the truth. You know, sometimes you have to look a little bit past the uh, the vote earning part of things and just say, "Well, this stuff is simply true that I'm saying, whether I win or lose, um, it's, it's still the truth." So there are also multiple paths to the prize of policy wins, and I think that involves some genuine down-ticket progressivism as well as the more prominent AOC and Bernie Sanders-like figures. So don't, don't just focus on like the, the, the big people, like the prominent figures, but, you know, look at smaller, more local races. Also, given how Republicans excel at rallying the base, it's time for a little bit of feel-good spectacle to lift spirits and make progressives you know, rise a little bit more to the forefront. I know the uh, establishment Democrats would not want that, but I think it's going to be necessary if, you know, we, we want to have a country anymore to kind of steal that dumb way of saying things from Donald Trump. So if you want an example of a positive spectacle that actually seemed to raise spirits, you could look at back in 1916 when Nell Richardson and Alice Burke traveled from New York to San Francisco in their Golden Flyer car. And they were stumping for the women's right to vote at the time. And uh, no doubt some people in those days found that interesting and inspiring. And it probably generated some headlines. You know, back then, you can you can still criticize the media about this or that, but they I think they were a little less likely to shut out news stories such as that. Um, but anyway, I I have a few more points to make here. So lastly, it's time for Democrats to stop blaming people like Ralph Nader 
and the Green Party and Susan Sarandon for their own faults. They should do some actual introspection and learning and realize that Hillary Clinton lost partly, at least, because she barely even campaigned in places like Michigan, my own state. And I think the Democrats should stop blaming everyone but themselves for their losses. In fact, they should stop railing against progressive critics while awkwardly siding with the Republicans when it comes to their corporate agendas. You know, the Democrats should just be less corporate. Unfortunately, Democrats at the national and local level will make sure there's a Democratic Party that doesn't follow in the footsteps of progressives. You know, you don't even have to be a big corporate Democrat to be a sellout. You can just be afraid of losing um, by supporting any progressive candidates. And uh, a lot of the uh, Democratic Party, they're chicken shit. They're afraid to take a stand. They don't want to take chances. And they're told over and over again that you got to side with the uh, Republicans on things because the progressive issues just aren't going to win elections. And that's despite what the polling actually says. So it's actually a lie. Like a lot of these progressive issues actually would win them elections. But, you know, the uh, the major corporate backers of the Democratic Party don't want that message to be at the forefront um, because progressive causes would hurt these corporate people who wish to be oligarchs. Uh, the, in reality, the corporate Democratic leadership is what gave us Trump to a large degree. They also gave us a far-right Supreme Court, a reversal of Roe versus Wade. They have made it so that prayer is encouraged in public schools. That means taxpayer-funded schools. So if I'm paying taxes as an atheist, now I have to pay for a, a prayer. And it's bad enough for me to have to... Uh, see people being expected to, you know, uh, do the national anthem kind of stuff. But it's even worse when you got, like, the uh, the religious indoctrination. Um, we're also going to see more of the gutting of the EPA, and that could also impact things like net neutrality. So the Internet is also going to be impacted. And they're absolutely trying to end gay marriage and discriminate against, you know, transgender people and stuff like that, too. All this rolling back of the clock, and it wasn't all done by Ralph Nader, you know. Um, Ralph Nader was never that powerful. He didn't even win that election. But, you know, the pathetic-ass Democrats are still going to look back to him and blame him for everything that unfolded, never themselves. It has all happened because the Democrats have alienated a lot of progressive voters, and let's face it, also a lot of moderate voters who have some progressive leanings. And when you don't inspire people to show up and vote, don't expect them to show up and vote. It doesn't make sense. Well, that's about all I have to say about it. And uh, have a good day.